Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Maria, 33, is here for a follow-up of her depression and hypertension. Her medications currently are escitalopram, 20 milligrams a day, and lisinopril, 20 milligrams a day. Her blood pressure's at goal. When you ask her how she's doing, she states, I feel okay, although I'm feeling a little sad at times due to the state of the world. She also feels stuck at work. Maria denies any suicidal ideation at present, but has felt some feelings like that in the past. She isn't interested in changing her meds or increasing the doses. Maria says she can't afford a therapist and finds it hard to exercise, but she'd like to find some way to do something to make herself feel better. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Susan Feeney, Associate Professor and Associate Dean of Advanced Practice Programs at the Tan Ching Fen School of Nursing at the UMass Chan Medical School. Gee, Maria is every day in my practice. Susan, you must see her too. Yes, this is this is a very, very common, and I think even now, sort of pre, what are, what are we, post-pandemic, uh, we're seeing this, yeah. I agree. So maybe just spend a few seconds covering the data on uh, where we are with depression and in particular suicidal ideation. Well, we know that there's been a rise in depression and and specifically in anxiety, um, sort of in general, but really related to the pandemic. But suicidal ideation, we've seen increased suicide rates because we know if someone's thinking about it, the increased risk of them doing something about it goes up. So that there's been a, like a 36% increase between the turn of the century, 2000 to 2021. And in 2021, it was determined that by the, the CDC's statistics says that it's among the top 10 leading causes for death in people 10 to 64. And when you drill that down to 10 to 14 year olds and 20 to 34 year olds, it's the second leading cause of death. So it's, it's a serious concern. We've also seen a rise in women and girls and teens. So it, it is, it is a, um, it's certainly a concern and it needs to be something, you know, as, as I will say that, you know, depression can be a terminal illness and we need to think about this as a, as a potential risk to anybody who presents with depression, anxiety, any form of anxiety, PTSD, you know, any type of anxiety that we need to think about this as a, a real concern. Well, um, I feel for her because she's on a pretty high dose of her antidepressant and she's still feeling kind of poorly. Um, What else can she do, especially because for whatever reason, her insurance or access or both, she can't afford a therapist. What else can she do to try to improve her mental health? Well, there's been a lot of studies lately that have looked at sort of lifestyle changes and behaviors that have to have a protective aspect for depression, anxiety, and and specifically for suicidal ideation. And there was one recently that came out of a a meta-analysis that looked looked at 21 correlational studies uh, and looked at adolescents and adults. And it found there was a significant negative correlation between physical activity and suicidal ideation and all the levels of suicidal ideation. So in other words, when people were perceiving themselves as being active, um, they had less of a risk of suicide and suicidal ideation, which 
this is one of the first studies of its kind. And, um, you know, we know that there's, um, that physical activity is associated with decreasing risk factors for, uh, that are associated with suicidal ideation, you know, like um, depression, anxiety, and all the sleep issues, and all the other things that, that uh, I just talked about. So this, this really looks at the impact, the protective ability of physical activity as um, protective for, for suicidal ideation, um, which I think is pretty powerful. When I think about inpatient mental health facilities, a critical part of their care is exercise time. Even if people just take a group walk every day, they have pretty good data that shows that 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 improves things. All right, so Maria's feeling a little down despite her medication. We know that there's this negative correlation between exercise and suicidal ideation. Um, what are some thoughts to promote physical activities in de- with individuals who have depression? Well, it's, it's interesting, Chris. When you look at the study, one of the things they say is, you know, they define physical activity as anything that involves movement of skeletal muscles and energy expenditure. But it really drills down to what the, does the person perceive that they're active? Do they perceive that they're moving? So this concept of I'm exercising and moving tends to have this protective characteristic to help help against suicide. Um, so I think what I would say to Maria is, you know, you sound like you're really motivated and you want to do something. So what what kinds of things do you like to do? And, and do you like to walk? Do you, you know, do you like to walk around your neighborhood? Do you like to, you know, how, how could you, and then talk, you know, bring up with her that we do find that physical activity does seem to be helpful to bringing mood up. And, and you can even say it, it's, it's been shown to help people not think about suicide. So, um, you know, how, work with her to elicit some ideas on what does she like to do. And then, you know, I think sometimes when we tell people to exercise, they see it as one more burden in their life, is to say, look, you know, take the stairs, um, you know, park further away from the door at the grocery store at work, uh, take, a, take a walk at lunchtime, you know, find ways to, to increase your physical activity in an intentional way so that you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, um, and maybe even track it to see how you're feeling. Um, and then there's, there are all kinds of apps. The problem with an app is that you have to be, um, you have to have a smartphone, you have to feel confident in using that but there are many that we we know that people can use for CBT um, and so for her lack of being able to go to a, a therapist we could re, re, you know recommend something like that but there's also you know there's yo- free yoga apps that can really give you know five minute routines for people to do when they get up in the morning or before they go to bed um, that may be very satisfying to her and not feel like this huge burden of of adding one more thing to her plate and and really it, you know helping her see that the she has sort of the power to to do some of these things and start off slow and um, hopefully we'll see an improvement and have her feel like she's got some power over her mood I think which is really and really important about this this meta-analysis I, I agree um, I, I like the idea of uh, trying to explore with her 
what she likes to do, and also when she can incorporate it. You know, you mentioned the standing desk or parking farther away. I think those are great ideas. Uh, I, I, I like sometimes trying to even write out what patients say. Say, okay, gee, you, you, you like doing X, Y, or Z. You don't have to do it for hours, even, even five or 10 minutes. When would you incorporate it? Like, what part of your day would you want to uh, do some yoga before you get your day going? Do you want to uh, take a walk every day at lunch? You know, what, what can you do to make the, those small changes? When, when do you find time to exercise, Susan? <laughs> um, I, I, if I don't do it in the morning, I don't do it. So I, it's really trying to get up early enough so that I can do. And I, I love walking. Uh, and I, I do like doing yoga, and I've found an app where I can do, you know, a 10-minute yoga routine, which is not prohibitive. I mean, we waste 10 minutes all the time, you know? Nope, I'm, I'm the same way. I like to do my I, – I hate exercising, but I started exercising in the morning probably 18 years ago. Right. And now it's just part of my routine. And even if it's 20 minutes, right. I do something different every day, and I know it helps my mood as well as my body. Right. And it, and it, you know, the, the other thing too is, you know, if, if there's a time in the day when she, maybe she feels an energy lag or starts, because a lot of us hit that about two o'clock, is to say, you know, get up and move a little bit, St- have, you know, stand up at your desk or maybe take a loop around the office or wherever she is to try to get, you know, those endorphins going um, and not, not give in to the, um, I want to lay under, uh, under my desk and take a nap, which is usually how I feel, so. Yeah, well, that's what I thought coffee was for. Susan, this is a really important topic, a non-pharmacologic way to address a really serious life-threatening condition. Thank you for discussing it today. My pleasure. Practice pointer. Remember that providers can promote physical activity as a therapeutic option for individuals with depression or anxiety as a protective activity to reduce the risk of suicidal ideation. Join us next time when we discuss how different people respond differently to antihypertensives and what it might mean for how you go about treating resistant hypertension. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.